Hello, and welcome to this audio edition of Philip Husher's program notes for upcoming concerts by the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. I'm Rich Caparola. Concerts by the CSO on Thursday, May 19th through Tuesday, the 23rd, feature Ricardo Muti, joined by concertmaster Robert Chen in a program including Il Matrimonio Segreto by Cimarosa, Mozart's Violin Concerto No. 4, and Mozart's Grand Partita, the Serenade No. 10. And here are Philip Pusher's program notes on Mozart's Violin Concerto No. 4, a work lasting about 24 minutes. Wolfgang had a little violin that he got as a present in Vienna. So begins one of the most celebrated anecdotes about the young Mozart, a child in everything but musical talent. Johann Andreas Schachner, a friend of the family, continues, We were going to play trios. Papa, Leopold, played the bass with his viola, Wenzel, the first violin, and I was to play the second violin. Wolfgang had asked to be allowed to play the second violin, but Papa refused him this foolish request because he had not yet had the least instruction in the violin, and Papa thought he could not possibly play anything. Wolfgang said, You don't need to have studied in order to play second violin. And when Papa insisted that he should go away and not bother us anymore, Wolfgang began to weep bitterly and stamped off with his little violin. I asked them to let him play with me. Papa eventually said, Play with Herr Schachner, but so softly that we can't hear you, or you will have to go. And so it was. Wolfgang played with me. I soon noticed, with astonishment, that I was quite superfluous, I quietly put my violin down and looked at your papa. Tears of wonder and comfort ran down his cheeks at this scene. Schachtner places the evening in January of 1763. Wolfgang turned seven that month. It astonished even Leopold, who can never be said to have underestimated his son's talent. The full range of Mozart's abilities still amazes us today, even though we know he played the clavier with grace and fluency at four, began to compose at five, and went on to write music of an emotional depth and cerebral level often at odds with his age and behavior, and comprehensible only as the work of absolute genius. A month after Wolfgang played with Herr Schachner, Mozart performed on both violin and harpsichord in concert for the Salzburg court. From then on, he played second fiddle to no one. Often, during the 1770s, Mozart appeared as a violin soloist in Salzburg, Vienna, Augsburg, and Munich. In 1777, he wrote home to his father from Munich, I played as if I were the greatest fiddler in all of Europe. Leopold wrote back that if he would only apply himself, he might indeed sound like the first violinist of Europe and pointed out that many people do not even know that you play the violin since you have been known from childhood as a keyboard player. Shortly after that, Mozart dropped the violin in favor of the keyboard for concertizing and the viola for playing chamber music, partly to spite his father, who had made his name as a violinist and who had published an influential and popular treatise on violin playing the year his son was born. Wolfgang rightly knew that he was the more precious product of 1756. Although Mozart wrote music for solo violin throughout his careers, sonatas, sets of variations, mini concertos embedded within orchestral serenades, 
The centerpiece of this output is the set of five concertos he composed in the mid-1770s in Salzburg and no doubt designed to perform himself. It used to be assumed that these five works were written in the span of just eight months. The earliest is dated April 14, 1775 on the autograph, the last December 20, 1775. But recent scholarship suggests that the last two digits of those dates were tampered with more than once, first adjusting them to read 1780 and then to 1775. It now seems likely that the last four do date from 1775, but the first concerto may have been written as early as 1773. In any event, all five concertos are early Mozart. They predate his first significant piano concerto in E-flat major, the K271, by more than a year. But they are not immature works in any sense. In Mozart's hands, hands that enriched and transformed virtually every form they touched, even these five works, composed in a relatively short span of time, demonstrate growth in his understanding of the concerto. The last three, which mark an advance over the more decorative first two, have long been part of the repertory. In the opening movement of the D major concerto, the fourth in the series, Mozart takes pains to find new ways of keeping the soloist in the spotlight. The effect is one of undisguised virtuosity allied to thoughtful and expressive writing, a hallmark of the great piano concertos yet to come. The singing slow movement, by way of contrast, offers pure unforced lyricism, a quiet aria of contentment between two dazzling ensembles. The finale cuts back and forth between graceful dance-like music and a spirited gig. This varied scenario itself interrupted once by an unexpected folk song. Program notes by Philip Huscher on Mozart's Violin Concerto Number no. 4. And now on to Mozart's Serenade in B-flat major, the K361A or K370A Grand Partita, a work lasting about 44 minutes. In the final year of his short life, Mozart loaned the clarinetist Anton Stadler 500 florins, a hefty sum, in 1791, and one that put a serious dent in the composer's finances. Mozart loved great musicians even more than money, and Stadler was his favorite clarinetist. In 1791, Mozart wrote two of his finest works for Stadler, a quintet for clarinet and strings, K581, and the clarinet concerto, K622, that is his last completed composition. They had worked together in Vienna for nearly ten years, and it was partly through Mozart's intervention that Anton and his younger brother Johann became the first full-time professional clarinetists in that important musical capital. Mozart counted Anton among his close friends, and they were fellow brothers in the Masonic order. They obviously enjoyed each other's company. They shared a fondness for games of all kinds, and probably played billiards and bowled together. In 1787, when they took a coach to Prague to attend performances of the Marriage of Figaro, they invented names for themselves and the rest of their circle. Mozart was Punky Tititi and Stadler not Chibini Chibi. It was Anton Stadler who first recognized this serenade for 13 instruments as a masterpiece, and he decided to include four of its seven movements on his benefit concert at Vienna's Burgtheater on March 23, 1784. 
a Vienna newspaper promised a big wind piece of quite an exceptional kind composed by Herr Mozart. In the 18th century, serenades were occasional pieces made to order for weddings, dinner parties, and all manner of society gatherings. Although Mozart accepted a number of these assignments in his career, he never learned to write music that did not call attention to itself. Mozart's serenades tend to interfere with polite conversation, upstage the caterer, and distract the assembled crowd from the main event. This magnificent serenade, scored for an unusually large ensemble of musicians and written with a deep understanding of the heart's emotions, is surely the most subversive background music ever written. Even in 1784, it was apparent, at least to Anton Stadler, that it belonged on the concert stage. I heard music for wind instruments today by Herr Mozart in four movements, glorious and sublime, a Viennese reporter wrote following Stadler's concert. It consisted of 13 instruments, four horns, two oboes, two bassoons, two clarinets, two basset horns, a double bass, and at each instrument sat a master, glorious and grand, excellent and sublime. We do not know which movements Stadler chose, or why he picked only four, other than to avoid running overtime, but we can be certain that the music performed was taken from this serenade in B-flat because it is the only work in Mozart's output scored for these 13 instruments. It used to be assumed that Mozart composed this serenade in Munich, 1781, after the successful premiere of his opera Idomeneo, and a few weeks before he settled in Vienna. In recent years, however, as scholars have begun to pay attention to paper stock and watermarks, we've learned that Mozart did not use the type of manuscript paper on which the serenade is written until 1782, after his move to Vienna. There's no way to further pinpoint the date of its composition, although it was apparently completed before February 1784, when Mozart began to register each of his works in a small bound volume. A line in Nissen's famous biography, published in 1828, suggests that Mozart wrote this music for performance at his own wedding celebration in August 1782, or as a gift to his bride, Costanza. In that case, it would join the distinguished company of Wagner's Siegfried Idol and Richard Strauss's Four Songs, Opus 27, as presents from composer husbands to their wives. If Mozart wrote this music for his own wedding, that would help to explain its lavish scoring and unusually generous proportions. 18th century serenades were normally in five movements, with a minuet on either side of a central slow movement. But here, Mozart adds a romance and a set of variations between the second minuet and the finale. Since each minuet features two trios, there are, in effect, 11 musical numbers of differing scale and mood. Mozart calls for a dozen wind instruments, including two pairs of horns, one pair in F, the other in B-flat, to allow access to a wider range of keys. This is apparently the first of many works in which he used the basset horn, a lower-pitched relative of the clarinet. Mozart loved its plaintive sound. Bernard Shaw referred to its watery melancholy, and he wrote for it again in a number of occasional works in Costanza's tragic aria in The Abduction from the Seraglio, and perhaps most memorably in the final unfinished Requiem. The clarinet concerto originally was conceived for basset horn.
Mozart also requests a contrabasso, a string bass, though today it is sometimes played by the contrabassoon instead, or in addition. Perhaps Mozart would have specified contrabassoon if he had known a decent player. Theodor Lotz and his rudimentary contrabassoon did not arrive in Vienna until 1785. The B-flat serenade is Mozart's supreme achievement in wind music. Every movement shows how much he loved the sound of winds cascading up and down scales, gently rocking an arpeggiated chord, or singing out like great operatic voices. Although virtually each page calls for all 13 instruments, their relationships change from moment to moment as different players engage each other in dialogue. Mozart was a master colorist, and he knew that an infinite number of hues could be made by just 13 instruments. Only in the first trio, scored for clarinets and basset horns alone, did he intentionally restrict his palette. The serenade is by turns grand, playful, somber, boisterous, witty, and heartbreaking, sometimes all within a single movement. On one page, Mozart writes elaborate counterpoint, on the next, a homespun melody over an ordinary accompaniment. Several passages suggest the brilliance and precision of military marching music. The finale, on the other hand, is so sublimely silly that one can imagine Pukitititi and Nachibidichibi giggling over their delicious joke. Of all the movements, none is greater than the third, the transcendent adagio that Peter Schaffer picked for the music that would totally unhinge Antonio Salieri in Amadeus. It started simply enough, poor Salieri later remembered, just a pulse in the lowest registers, bassoons and basset horns, like a rusty squeeze box. It would have been comic, except for the slowness, which gave it instead a sort of serenity and suddenly, high above it, sounded a single note on the oboe. It hung there, unwavering, piercing me through till breath could hold it no longer. Salieri goes on, but he knew painfully well that although he could describe it, he could never write music of such sheer perfection. Program notes by Philip Huscher on Mozart's Serenade in B-flat major, the Gran Partita. I'm Rich Caparella. Thanks for listening.